0: Yechesko chapter 18, famous chapter. What do you mean by quoting this proverb upon the soil of Israel? Parents eat sour grapes. Their children's teeth are set on edge. So God says, As I live, that's an oath, I swear, this proverb shall be no longer current among you in Israel. Consider, all lives are mine the life of the parent and the life of the child, are both mine. The one who sins shall die. Torah says, Torah speaks of hokei banim, of visiting the sins of the parents upon the children. It's in the Torah. But in chapter 18 of Yechezkel, Yechezkel makes a different point, that this is not the case. It's not the case that the parents may sin, but the teeth of the children are set on edge, but rather every person is responsible for themselves. If the father sins, the parent sins, the parent will be punished. If the child sins, the child will be punished. But the child is not held accountable for the sin of the parent. That's the first part of chapter 18. And Yechesul goes on To elaborate upon this idea in the first part of chapter 18. Interesting, by the way, is the expression, shine habanim tekena. The teeth of the children, some translations have it, are set on edge, are blunted. It reminds me of what we have in the Seder. The Seder speaks, as it were, of four kinds of children. One of the four children in the version of the Haggadah, is the Russia the insolent, the wicked son, the insolent child. And uh, according to the Haggadah, its interpretation of, it assigns different biblical passages to different children, different kinds of people. And the one it assigns to the so-called wicked child is the question, Mah hazot What is the service for you? Which the Haggadah takes as a dismissive statement, not really a question. And the response is, Afata et You should wet his teeth, set his teeth on edge, or blunt his teeth. And it's striking they choose that particular phrase, because over here in chapter 18, that's how the chapter starts. It's not the case that if the parent does wrong, the child's teeth are set on edge. So the Haggadah picked up that language, parent and child. So the first part of chapter 18, is a exposition of, simply a restatement and embellishment upon the idea, every person is responsible for themselves, and it starts with the situation where the parent is righteous. It's interesting how righteousness is defined in chapter 18. is very interesting. Some of it is cultic. Most of it is what we would call human interactions. Not lending money with interest, acting fairly and honestly in in business and work, being charitable, giving to the hungry, clothing the those who need clothing, clothing the naked, etc. Not taking a pledge uh, in an illicit fashion, those kinds of things. That's the right righteous person, sadiku. In verse nine, that person is righteous that person will live. Volid Ben Paritz but this parent has begotten a ruffian a ruffian Dam a shedder of blood and the description of course is precisely the opposite of the parent. And then the fate of this insolent one Damov this person deserves to die, will die, verse thirteen. His blood is upon his head. And now chapter continues, but this insolent one, the ruffian, begets another child. ben. And this child, this grandchild of the first one, Bayerko asher Asherasa. So he, this one sees the sins of his father. He doesn't want to behave that way. He doesn't do any of the things that his parented, which resulted in his death. He completely turns aside. He actually follows the grandparent. And verse 19, Choyol He shall live. The sins of the parent are not visited upon this child. Ha-Nefesh ha-Chotati Tamut The one who sins shall die. Ben lo So the child is not responsible for the sins of the parent, nor, adds Yecheskel will the parent be held responsible for the sins of the child. That's the first half of chapter 18. The truth of the matter is that this exposition of Yecheskel chapter 18, is actually found in Yirmiyahu in chapter 31. It's usually seem to be the novelty of Yechezkel. But in truth, it's found in Jeremiah chapter 31. But there is a difference. Because in Jeremiah chapter 31, the prophecies there speak of, there will be such a day, a day will come, when this is true. For Yermiel it's part of a a vision of the future. But for Yecheskel, he seems to be speaking very much in the present. This is the way it is now. And the second very interesting point about chapter eighteen is that in the continuation of the chapter, Yecheskel raises a different question, and the question is not about parents and children, not about generations, but about the 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 person. What about a person? And Yecheskel distinguishes it has two cases. One is where someone is a sinner and does all kinds of bad things, but then as a change of heart, and more importantly, a change of behavior. This is beginning in verse number 21. The wicked one who repents of all sins, keeps my laws, and does what is just and right, will live. Will not die. And all of the things that were wrong will not be recalled when this person is in a righteous place. He this person will live. He will live. Then Yecheskel asked the rhetorical question in God's name. Do I desire, says God, the death of the wicked? No. I desire that the wicked repent and live. A verse that we find in our Yom Kippur service. And but the converse is also true in verse 24. But conversely, if the righteous one, the one who is behaving righteously, has a change of behavior. And also all the abominations that the wicked people do. Then all of the righteous deeds. So the same thing is conversely true. Someone is righteous; big change of behavior. The person is judged the way they are now. And you say to me in verse twenty-five. Shimuna, Beit Yisrael and people say this is not right, the way of God that's unfair, says God is my way unfair, your way is unfair. I judge the person the way the person is now, for good and for evil, and the prophet Yehekel repeats again in verse twenty nine My way is the fair way, says God, your way is not the fair way. Now, I was thinking that actually the two parts of chapter 18 are very much connected to each other. The child is not suffering for the sins of the parent. Because what the parent did, that's somebody else, and that's a different person and a different time. The person is judged the way the person is now. And actually what we have in chapter 18 is actually a call for repentance. What more powerful call for repentance could there be than the idea that you can erase the past. The past will not be held against you. And that's the basic idea of Ichesko chapter 18, which on its surface seems to contradict what the Torah says. Now the rabbinic tradition tried to resolve this contradiction. Yes, says the rabbinic tradition The children will be held accountable for the sins of the parent if they continue in that path. If they decide to chart a new path, says the rabbinic tradition, they won't be held accountable. In that way, the tradition, to some extent in any event, reconciles chapter 18 of Yechestel with what we read in the Torah about visiting sins of parents upon children.